everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. Big data is transforming nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia. In short, referred to as NGIOA. As each entity across NGIOA strives to be more data driven, it is no surprise that digital transformation has become a top priority for everyone across nations. Digital transformation and the desired impact is no longer optional. It is essential for our very survival. We have reached a point where it is important to understand and evaluate whether we possess what is necessary to make the data-driven transformation that is fit for a digital global age. Now, irrespective of whether we are using small data or big data, it is vital for entities across NGIOA to have a clear vision of their initiatives in cyberspace, geospace, and space, in short, referred to as CGS. So what is digital transformation? How does big data help bring the digital <coughs> transformation that is fit for a digital global age? To discuss this further, I'm delighted to welcome Mark Van Rijmanam uh, to Risk Roundup. I apologize if I have not pronounced it properly. Mark is the founder of Dataflock. Welcome, Mark. We are delighted to have your Risk Roundup. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Wonderful, Mark. So do you see big data driving successful transformation to a digital global age? Absolutely. Um, big data is completely changing the way we do business, the way we um, run our organizations, the way we design our organizations, the way we have uh, developed our strategy. So um, big data is really transforming every industry, every organization, governments around the world, how to create, uh, creating a better organization, more efficient, more effective, um, delivering better products, better services uh, for less money, um, so the, the possibilities for big data are enormous and I foresee and I already see it happening and a lot of organizations um, are developing their big data strategy and they are reaping the benefits from it. So it is definitely something that's changing uh, the world rapidly. Yes, very, very true. Now, you, as you said that you are seeing the transformation already happening, but a complete data driven transformation. To me, it seems nearly impossible unless the entities across NGIOA, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia are prepared to deconstruct the old way of doing things, the old processes, the way of uh, uh, business models, the way of governance models, and they pave the way for the establishing a culture that is totally data-centric. So that seems like a you know very complex challenge. So using information, so that any entity across NGIOA can become data-driven is no simple task. How complex do you think is the big data-driven transformation process? Oh, it, it's absolutely a very complex process. It's, it's not something that is done very easily. It takes time to become a data-driven business. Uh, I like to refer to a data-driven information-centric culture that needs to be created. And that takes time. Um, it's, 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 if, you have, if you have always done business, using um, yeah, gut feeling based on your experience, and now all of a sudden you have to change um, to using data analytics to make your decisions and to change your organization. It, it really changes the way you do business. For example, you need to 
um, uh, first of all, you need to have the data within your business. So you need to really start collecting data, even from places and sources that you normally would not collect data. So you need to change the processes within your business to enable that the data that you are what that you want to analyze is actually being created. Um, you need to um, get data from outside the company, and, uh, external data sources, uh, news data, um, geographic data, demographic data, whatever, social data, social media data. You all need to, 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 to get that and to combine that with your internal data. Um, that's a process I call mixed data. So you have to combine uh, internal and external data, structured data and unstructured data. And once you have the data, once you have the technology in place, which is also a challenge in itself to develop the right technology, and of course there are quite a, there are a tremendous amount of different solutions available already in the market, but you still need to be able to, to get that uh, technology within the business. And if you have done that, so you have the data, you have the technology, uh, you also need to have the right culture. So you, you, need to enable, you need to empower all your employees within the business, within the organization, to start using that data, to start using the insights. Uh, empowering your employee, employees uh, will result in a, in a shift in power within the business, uh, from the ones who are in, top the, in, in the top of the organization with years of experience to those that, that are facing the customer and all of a sudden are making decisions. So it's, it, it changes an organization in, at all fronts, and it is very, it is, it is very challenging. Uh, but um, I firmly believe that the organization that, that do manage to be able to, 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 to finish this transition, they are the ones who are um, yeah, achieve a competitive advantage. Yes, very true. And uh, you are absolutely right that there is a whole new set of data input coming that uh, organizations were not paying attention before, like uh, external data, social media data, you know, all those kind of data is making it very complex. And there is a need to be able to rapidly assimilate, integrate and analyze all the data like uh, the way you you know say it like mixed data both internal data as well as external data and uh, that turn it into insights that can be acted upon at the point of action that is very complex because having all the data is one thing but to make some sense out of it what does that data mean that is very complex so uh, data driven transformation it seems that it has to begin with the objectives what are your objectives? What are the organization objectives? So why is embarking on this data inside journey within any entity? It could be industries, it could be government, it could be academia. Why is it that they have to start that journey by understanding objectives? Well, the thing is, if you want to become a data-driven business, you first need to, um, as you rightly say, you have to know where you want to go. So if you if you want to go on a journey, you need to go where to drive to, because otherwise you won't be able to get there. Um, so um, whatever your objectives are, for example, you want to uh, only only once you know what your objectives are, you know what kind of data you need. You know what kind of technology you need. So if you, for example, want to create a 360 degrees customer profile, you know that you need to use social media data. You need to use CRM data. You need to use uh, sales data, financial data, uh, demographics. Uh, but if you want to update your factory with sensors to make it more efficient, uh, you need to complete a different set of data. Um, so you need to have, you need to know your objective. You need to know what you want to do, actually. And um, of course, you can also take the other way around, but that's, I think, a bit more difficult. You, know, you can also just start collecting data from all kinds of sources, uh, put an algorithm on it, and see what kind of patterns emerge, and use that to determine your objective. So that's also a way of doing. Um, 
I would go for the first option. Create your objectives, create a strategy. What do we want to achieve? What do we want to, to reach? Um, and from there, you can start building, uh, building your big data strategy. Yes, very true. Very good explanation there, Mark. So there's another big phenomenon is happening, and we all are just getting a little bit used to it. We still haven't grasped the whole enormity of it, is the Internet of Things. And it is here and it has brought and it is going to continue bringing unprecedented volumes of data with it. Now, for many nations, the amount of data that is being generated on a daily basis, especially Western countries, it has far outstripped what they were used to over the years. The emerging economies are still, they don't have that much Internet of Things data coming in. But for developed nations, there is a large quantity of data coming. So how are nations managing the growing data landscape complexities? Because it is not only the data that is being generated, but where to store the data, what more different tools to use, what different technologies that they need, how to you know make sense of it, what kind of resources they need to make sense of the data. So it is very, there are a lot of very complex uh, uh, realities that they have to face and the questions that they have to answer to make some sense of it. So how are the nations, you know, from your experience, how are they handling this? Well, yeah, becoming a data-driven organization or a data-driven nation, whatever you, how you want to, which approach you want to take, is, um, is difficult and it requires uh, a lot of investment, a lot of um, new ways of doing business. It requires a different way of, of dealing with the data that you already have. Because in the past, um, you were used to very small quantities of data. Um, but if you, if, you are all of, if you all of a sudden have terabytes or petabytes or in the future potentially even exabytes of data, um, that requires a different way of, of, of doing business. Um, so you need to enable to have the storage. And storage capacity um, is relatively limited in, in the world. Um, I think it's, I don't know the exact numbers, but it, it's, it's in the order of a couple of, I think, or zettabytes, I think. Um, but it's, uh, that, is, that is some sort of a problem because the, the amount of data that's being created is, 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 is growing exponentially in the coming years. And so what happens is that uh, you need to make sure that you can store that data, or if you don't want to store all the data, you need to make sure that you do an initial analysis on the edges of your network, which is so-called fog computing, um, and, and throw away the raw data. Uh, but only only store the the analysis of the data. So that's that's a way to deal with with the enormous quantity of data that we have. Uh, but fact is, the amount of connected devices to the internet will only grow. People and there are research reports out there that say uh, by 2020 we have about 50 billion connected devices. To uh, by 2030 we have about 100 trillion connected sensors. Um, of course, a sensor is different from a device because a connected device can have a dozen sensors, but still, the amount of things that we're going to connect to the internet um, is growing tremendously, and um, that will offer fantastic insights. Um, it will offer a lot of new opportunities. It will also result in, in privacy, security issues uh, that we need to deal with as well. Um, so there are tr uh, in, uh, there are a lot of challenges that we need to uh, need to deal with, but it is something that is absolutely happening and organizations and countries need to be prepared for that. Yes, very true, very true. Now, in, irrespective of whether we have all the right technology tools and the resources that we need, technology alone is not enough to transform any organization, irrespective of industries or governments or academia or, or NGOs. 
into a data-driven digital global age entity. So creating a culture within the enterprise or within the entity that understands the interconnectedness or interdependencies of this big data and the mixed data, as you, you know, uh, talk about that uh, the internal data as well as the external data, all that mixed data, how to use it effectively? That culture is very important. So how can entities across NGIA understand these basic data science necessities? and create a data-centric culture because the people that create this data, people that analyze this data, the, that understands the science and math behind it, that number is very small. But the people, the managers and the employees that use this data, that number is so large. So they have to get used to this uh, culture of the data, the big data, and what does it mean? So that is a whole new way of doing things for them. The employees, they have to get used to this whole new way of doing things. And are the organizations able to bring this necessary data-centric culture transformation that they need? Well, they have to. If they want to become, if they want to digitally transform their organization, they have to have a data-driven culture. And um, the way, the, the best thing that I think you can you can become, create this data-driven culture is once you start with your big data, once you start with your um, your data science teams, and then you start with your, your first small project, because I always advise organizations to start with a small project, a sort of proof of concept, and, and move from there. Um, uh, once you've done that, um, you need to take, you need to share that with the entire organization. You need to get everyone involved within the business, get everyone involved in understanding what's going on and how uh, you're going to change the way you're doing, you're doing business compared to do, do, you, you did it before. And as I said, it, it, if you really have a lot of data within your business and you're really using data-driven insights, that changes um, the power balance within your organization. Yeah, it, it, it empowers employees. Um, that is in itself a, a culture shift because you need to, you need to um, allow your employees to make those decisions and to act upon it. Um, and once you empower your employees like that, that will have an, an instant effect on the culture within your business. So, um, and what you will see is also, is if you really wanna create this, this, this organization that, that is outward looking, um, you need to have an open organization. Uh, uh, I always refer to you have, you can have a, a controlled top-down um, organization where there's a lot of uh, senior executives determine what to do. They they make the decisions. Um, it's very inward looking, uh, very inflexible. Or you can have an open organization, uh, empowered, uh, very flexible, outward looking. Um, if you want to be, if you want to digitally transform your business, you need to have the latter. You know, you need to have this open organization uh, where every every employee tries to you, you, you use data, uh, create data, store data, analyze data, uh, make insights, uh, derive insights from that, use them to make, uh, make informed decisions and, 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 and anticipate on the changes that are happening within the, within the environment. And if you do that, then you are creating this culture, this data-driven information-centric culture, which is so important if you wanna be, uh, uh, yeah, if you wanna digitally transform your business. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, there is also another factor that big data-driven insights could be valuable or would be valuable or are valuable only when the insights are provided to any decision maker who can act upon those insights in a timely manner. 
So mm -hmm. how can entities empower the decision makers with insights that is timely? What kind of process changes needs to be there or what kind of tools they need to have that would you know help bring this kind of change that they can get the timely data? Well, what you need to do as an organization is um, bring the data to the people. So and bring the insights to the people. So uh, you have, of course, you have your data store within your business, uh, hopefully in a sort of a centralized location and not in silos. Um, and then you need to have the, 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 the you, you need to develop the tools that make it easy for the employees to actually want it, to use it. If you make it complex and difficult, they will not use it and they will, you know, whatever, do, go on with the business as they always used to do. So you need to develop this, uh, dashboards and there are a lot of tools for that you know visualization tools that are available on the market that you could use um, and and, um, and to, to create to deliver these insights directly to those people who need to, to have those insights and with decision makers I'm not talking about the C-level the senior managers no I'm talking everyone who's, who's facing the customer who, who is who is work who is selling the product who's building the product those are the ones who you need to empower it the data. Those are the ones who need to get the insights, and those are the, are the actual decision makers. Because only if they have the right data and the right insights, they can make the best decision for the entire organization. So, yes. as a as an organization, it's the objective to bring the data to the people in an easy and understandable way through dashboards or whatever. Uh, by when you combine different data sources and you offer them. Uh, clear insights that they can use and that that's how you do that yes absolutely i understand your point but let's say for example financial industry now there are many lenders who use this kind of big data and uh, especially you know what they gather from the social media and uh, they take very quick decisions based on the information that they have within like 10 minutes 15 minutes some lenders you know just take very short amount of time to make a decision whether they want to give the money, uh, the loan to the uh, client. Now, for that kind of uh, very tight, uh, you know, real-time processing, they need to come up with a very quick, you know, timely data. So how are, how could they, you know, get that kind of data in a timely manner? They, not, they need to have tools or technologies that are based on real-time processing to gather all that information from the public profile, all the social media, Twitter or Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other you know, social media that the uh, people use, and to be able to process all that in real time. How do, how do they do that? Well, real-time processing is, is, is not, nothing really new anymore. You know, it's, it's that there are many different tools out there in the market who help organizations with real-time data processing. And um, so this data uh, from all kinds of different sources is, is updated in real time and the insights are provided in real time. Um, so once you, you look something up, whatever you want to look up about a certain customer, and if the data sources have been connected, you'll have the real-time insights about that particular customer. So, um, of course, you need to have the right tools for that. You need to have the right infrastructure for that. Um, you need to have the right process for that. But if you have all that in place, it's basically a push in the button and the, 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 the technology will do its, its, its magic, basically, and come up with the insights. So it is um, real-time data processing is, is, yeah, it's nothing really new anymore. Um, uh, and um, that, that's, that's, uh, it has become very common in, in, in any organization, almost. Right, right. Now, what is, from your experience, what is the biggest challenge for entities 
to this you know data driven transformation what kind of complex challenges they are you know facing in is it uh, in the capturing of the data or is it uh, building models or analyzing the data or getting some intelligence out of it where are they facing the challenges um well they 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 face a lot of different challenges <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it's not very easy to become you know a really true data driven business so they face challenges on on capturing the data that's one you know where do we get the data from um do you want to get it from external sources then you can buy it do you want to get it internal then you need to have the right processes in place um then uh, the second one is how do we analyze the data uh, how where is the data stored where is the, the the legacy data stored is it in silos do we need to centralize it uh, do we need to cleanse it is it uh, yeah, is it is, is, is uh, what's the quality of the data that you already have and what's the quality of the data that you're going to have um, that's challenges around the data um, then what technology are you going to use there are hundreds if not, if not thousands of different technology providers that you can use for any type of different objective that you want to use it for so which technology are you going to use um, that's another question uh, once you have the technology in place uh, you need to make sure that people are actually going to use it so you need to have this this culture shift shift that we changed uh, that we talked about um, that will have an effect on the power balance as i mentioned uh, how does it affect how does it change the the decision makers do they want to lose their power um, uh, so these are, are all kind of challenges in all different aspects from creating the data, storing the data, analyzing the data, using the data, um, and, and throughout the entire data supply chain, you can almost say, there are different challenges that need to be addressed if you want to really uh, be able to, to become a data-driven business. Yes, very true, very true. Now, uh, understanding all that uh, variables or, you know, the areas where they need to focus on is one thing but for any organization that are just getting into this you know big data and analytics and to understand it enough so that they can make that first step they can take that first step towards this big data driven transformation what is the bare bone essentials for that what what would you advise you know entities or businesses who are just getting into this what would you tell them that they need this much you know basic uh, they need to have that much to be able to even think about having these big data-driven transformation abilities. Um, well, I think the, 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 the um, uh, advice that I always give to organizations that, that are completely new to this game is to, to start really, really, really small. Um, develop a very tiny project within a business uh, to play around with the data, get some new data, build some models, use some technology, all in a very controlled, uh, almost closed environment where you can make mistakes, uh, where you really can experiment. And I think if you if if you do that with a couple of people in your in your organization, you either train some people with your data analysts that you already have, or you get an outside consultancy firm to help you, or you get a freelance data scientist to help you. Whatever, whatever you want to, how you want to do that. Uh, but start really small, and once you start really small, you can. Um, experiment with the different options that you have. You have different data sources, different technologies, and then you start to find out what works for your business. Uh, and as soon as you know what works for your business, then you can expand. Um, and you share your insights that you created from those from the proof of concept with the rest of the organization to create this data-driven culture, um, and then you build the next project, uh, a bit bigger, and the next one, a bit bigger, etc. And that's how you start, but you have to start really small. You, you can't build uh, a completely data-driven organization from, this, from scratch. Yeah, you, have to, you have to do it in, in, in steps. Yes, very true, very true. That's a good advice. Now, data is essential, but 
performance improvements and competitive advantage is also very very impo important and needs to be taken into account uh, for, especially for specific analytic models that allows decision makers to predict and optimize outcomes now there is a concern that the most effective approach to building a model usually starts not with the data but by identifying an opportunity as we talked earlier to understand the objective why we want to have this big data analysis or big big data driven mm -hmm. intelligence and determining how the model can improve performance so how can entities build models that predict and optimize business outcomes how do they do that um well that, that's that's i think a very much technical question how you build a proper model um i'm not a big data scientist i'm a big data strategist um and so uh I don't have the knowledge of how you technically build a model, um, but what you need to do, obviously, is you need to look into what you want, what your objectives are, um, and and then you need to know uh, what kind of data sources you want to use. Um, and uh, as I said, if you want to create a 360-degree customer profile, you start to use say, well, I want to use my CRM data and I want to use social media data. So you start with two data sources, and and then you build your model around that. And from uh, if that works, you test it, you see if it works, you, you add a third data source, you add financial data, whatever. Um, if that works, you add another data, you, you, product usage, whatever. Um, so you build your model, but also as you start with building a data-driven business, you start small, you also start your model small. So you start with two or three data sources, see how, if it works, how it works, add another one. See how it works, add another one, etc. And then you can expand because having to build a model with 36 different data sources from scratch, that's very difficult. Um, so you need to start from small, from small and build from there. Yes, very true, very true. Now, there's also this concern that in spite of having all that mixed data intelligence, uh, the analysis from you know internal data as well as external data, there are a lot of decision makers that, that they still don't understand uh, how to make sense of it or they don't trust this big data based models because they are so used to doing things in taking the decisions in a different way and they have forever you know taken decisions uh, based on their internal data and for them suddenly to get the customer data the way they get uh, using the big data and uh, social media and all the other you know different uh, uh, modes they are just not used to doing that so how can entities or organizations transform their organization's capabilities to bring that kind of, I mean, we talked about the cultural change, but what can they do to make the decision makers feel more comfortable? Well, the thing is, as you say correctly, a lot of organizations have always worked on, on gut feeling, you know, basing the decisions on, on the experience they had. So we've always, we have always done that. Or, you know, I have five years experience. I know how it works. Um, but if you want to become a data-driven business, that needs to change, of course. So um, I, the other day, I, I read a, an interesting um, uh, uh, term. Uh, I think it was by the CEO of Netflix um, who said, organizations need to use intuitive intelligence which is a combination of intuition and data-driven decision-making. And I like that very much because it, it's, a, it's a great um, uh, way to transition to a fully data-driven business. Uh, because you, 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 you are at the using gut feeling and this experience 
to, on the other hand, using full analytics or even have AI make the decision uh, to ha having a, a sort of a, a mix in between where you have some of the insights as well as your own experience, as well as some data-driven uh, AI insights, and you, you combine them and you make a decision based on that. Um, and I think that's a very, very good, sensible way to, 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 to enable the decision makers to don't have to change completely all of at once, but give them a way to transition. Yes, yes. Now that makes sense. And that is a really good point. Now, there's also another point that the most important part of the big data driven transformation is the strong emergence of analytics to support the shift across nations, its government industries, organizations and academia from a process centric viewpoint to one that is more data centric data driven. Now, the data that surrounds the entities across NGIO in cyberspace, geospace, and space, all the integrated that data that we get in CGS is being harnessed into information that informs, supports, and drives decision making across NGIO in a timely and repeatable manner. And then, of course, this uh, has to be scalable also. So, what is the biggest challenge? In this transformation, if you look at it from a national perspective, not the silo, you know, businesses, you know, independent businesses that are working or not even the industries, but overall nations, if if nations are trying to go towards digital global age and they want to fit into the digital global age, they have to have a strategy that also is at a national level. Not just, you know, silos, one business, you know, is, uh, uh, Trans doing the transformation that is necessary for their business to survive and succeed and compete in the digital global age is one thing, but for the whole nation to compete in a digital global age and succeed, survive and succeed is a whole another thing. So how can nations come up with that kind of strategy? Well, to be honest, I don't think it's a really different ball game than for organizations. Um, uh, basically, all the th things that I just mentioned that apply to organizations, you can also apply to a nation, only, of course, at a much bigger scale. Um, so the challenge is that it is a much bigger scale. Uh, but in the end, um, what, if an organization needs to become data-driven and yeah, start small, build models, expand models, create more data, whatever, um, that same goes for, for a nation. Um, a nation has different governmental departments and each governmental department can start experimenting with it, start creating data. Um, and then from a more national level, you need to have a, a, a data strategy in place as your, your data doesn't belong, end up in, in silos across the different governmental departments, that it becomes more centralized so that you're able to uh, cross-pollinate uh, cross with, with the different departments, gain insights from, from one department combined with the other department, so you create uh, a 360 citizen view, uh, one single version of the truth of a citizen that is used across different different governmental departments. Um, what's so different from an organization that wants to create a 360 degree custom profile that is used across all the different product categories that they have? The difference is not that big. Of course, the scale is different, uh, but that's basically the only thing. The way you approach it, the way you should, should approach it is exactly the same. Yes, the way we approach it, absolutely. And the kind of questions that we ask, is our data growing faster than we can manage? What kind of objectives, what kind of results we will get if we had all that data? 
what kind of decisions we will be able to make so all the different questions that entities can ask about big data i think that would define and determine whether whether they will be able to transform their organization because the data that they will get will be based on the questions that they ask and it's the whole the whole you know focus has to be on the kind of questions from your, from your perspective what kind of questions these entities should ask because that what questions we ask that determines everything uh absolutely true but the thing is what questions you want to ask what questions you need to ask depends on what kind of organization are you what what kind of what stage are you um what data do you already have what do you want to achieve what are your objectives what are your strategies what are your limitations um if you don't have any data scientists in house sorry if you don't have any data scientists in house um how do you um do you have different questions than if you have a full team of data, sci data scientists so um i can't give you five questions right now that you need to ask um, because it depends on so many different var variables um and uh, so you need to first look at what what kind of organization am i what kind of what what kind of strategy do I want to, to achieve? What 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 is my mission? What's my vision? Uh, and 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 from that your strategy comes, and from that your approach comes, and from that your questions come. Yes. Um, so it's impossible to say these are the questions you need to ask, and by asking those questions you will become data driven. It doesn't work like that. Yes. Um, the the question that you need to ask is, is is what where do we want to go to? You know, and then who do we need to go go there with? Um, you know, and and that's 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 how you should approach it that is fair that is fair now the global digital data stream is huge it's staggeringly deep and powerful so much data every second is being generated now beyond leveraging the full range of all these internal data external data decision makers have the potential to access the intelligence from any any source that they you know want internal source external source now these includes all kinds of sources like customer databases analyst reports um, uh, podcast webcast then uh, all the traditional news uh, all the tweet social media twitter facebook call center activities wireless networks satellites surveillance cameras uh, internet of things it is endless the amount the all different sources that could be used to gather this uh, data is endless so when we um, talk about these how in the coming years how would organizations determine the data that they need to consider that would help them strategize now we are talking not just you know surviving right now and competing to just survive but the strategy strategy to strategize how to shape a whole different kind of industry shape whole different kind of businesses in the coming years 10 years from now how, how would the internet how would the digital global age look like in 10 years what kind of global systems would be there what kind of you know different models of governance different models of uh, uh, management different processes different technologies would be there that would generate different kind of data so how would this whole strategy you know change the whole strategic ball game because uh, how we strategize 
it's getting very deeply impacted because the technology changes that are coming our way every day new technology is coming up and the old uh, old technology is getting replaced with artificial intelligence blockchain and uh, you know cloud computing and all this you know different technology big data everything that is coming our way people decision makers are just not sure whether they should focus on blockchain or whether they should focus on artificial intelligence or what kind of technology they should focus on how to strategize so for them the, for decision makers it's very difficult to decide that what kind of data they should use to strategize how should the strategy look like so how should they go for that <laughs> well that's a lot of questions in one one sentence <laughs> oh yeah well there's a lot of questions yes um, well, I think, yes, the world is changing, and the world is changing rapidly. Um, there are, uh, the, the new technologies that are coming our way are offering tremendous amount of opportunities. Um, we see that, um, uh, like blockchain or artificial intelligence, um, combined with a, a big data and, and the Internet of Things, will offer us to create completely new organizations. It will offer us to create new ways of doing business. And we'll get organizations that are run um, only by code, not by management, not by employees, yeah? so-called decentralized autonomous organizations. Um, it will completely change the way we do business. So how an organization should prepare for that is by starting now. And along the way, an organization will figure out which direction to take. So that's, you can't say now, I want to be, um, I will look like, like this in 10 years. You can't say that because it, 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 the world is changing so rapidly at the moment on all different fronts, uh, technological, uh, 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 political, uh, economical, um, ecological. Um, there are so many changes going on on different fronts that we can't say at the moment, um, uh, you have to do this to be like that in 10 years. So as an organization or as a nation, um, you should start with big data, with analytics, with AI, with blockchain, start now, start on different fronts, Start small, start expanding from there, and see where you go. Yeah, you might find along the way, you might find find out about something. You might find oh, we want to go that way, but all of a sudden, let's go this way because that's more interesting. You don't know. Um, <laughs> so you have to you have to just start. You have to have a vision, of course. You have to have a strategy. You have to have an objective, but you should be flexible as well within that strategy, uh, yeah. because otherwise, you might miss of, of great opportunities. Yes, yes, true. But there is also this emerging data visualization tools. And users, that means the decision makers should be able to effectively spot patterns and determine direction. Like you just said that, you know, they have to keep an eye on how things are. So I think there are some visualization tools available that would probably help the decision makers to spot patterns where the industry is going, where is the manufacturing industry going, you know, where is the oil and gas going, where is the, you know, real different kind of uh, processes how they are moving what kind of uh, technologies are sh you know changing how is the governance you know model changing so maybe there is these data visualization tools that are available probably will assist them uh, to you know spot patterns and see you know how they can strategize how they can take decisions based on that but uh, it seems that the digital data volumes is doubling almost every two years, it seems at this point. I'm sure that you know in the coming years, it's going to be more than that. Um, and probably with the billions of people on earth now, you know, 
beginning to use a smartphone there will we will reach a point where everyone will have smartphone and everyone will generate you know very critical uh, useful data so billions of devices and communic uh, that is that are communicating with hundreds and billions of uh, you know these internet of things that are connected with those smart devices how would any company find competitive insight into this information overflow because there is too much information coming every this internet of things so for let's say individual consumers the in businesses and industries they have the kinds of tools that they need to come up with you know some sensible strategy about what kind of you know data that they want to use what kind of data would be meaningful for them but for consumer let's say you know for people individuals if they want to come up with some kind of sensible strategy about how they should go forward how they should you know conduct what kind of tools they should buy what kind of you know uh, data that uh, they should use how should they go forward you know in this very complex web of big data <laughs> yeah well yeah it's definitely a very complex world and um um, I think that uh, what we'll see happening is in the, in the coming years is that um, organizations that are able to um, to make sense of, of all the all the data that's coming their way, they will have the competitive advantage. So if you have um, uh, two exact same products uh, but two different companies, uh, the, the company who has the better insights, who is better able to to analyze all the data that's coming uh, its way, that organization will win. Um, and because the, those insights enable you to create a better product for uh, for a lower price, deliver better service, which will satisfy your customers more. So um, uh, data analytics will become a competitive advantage. So as an organization, you need to be able to to prepare the business uh, in such a way that 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 you ha you are you you are more um, analytical, more data driven than your competitor. And um, if you have as an organization um, uh, from, from a consumer perspective, um, uh, of course, that's a little bit, bit more difficult because as a consumer, um, uh, analyze my, analyzing my own data as, as, as my, as, my yeah, as, as a one, one person, that's a little bit more difficult if you don't have the knowledge or, or, or a team for that. But there are organizations who offer uh, also insights to, 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 to individuals for social media, for whatever they're doing. Yeah? Look at all the wearables, look at all the, 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 the home automation where you get insights. Uh, the health apps that you can track yourself, you can track your sleep, you can track whatever, uh, that, that helps consumers. So I think in the end, um, it is all about um, uh, collecting the data, analyzing the data, and using the insights from the data. And if you are doing that better than your competitor, then you, you win. Yes, and uh, you just mentioned a very good point about the variables. The amount of uh, evolution that is, the nature of evolution that is happening with the variables, that is going to generate humongous amount of data. It is going to be a whole different ballgame with the kind of data we will get from the uh, variables. And the future seems to be very, you know, interesting when it comes to variables. Now, this complete data-driven transformation is impossible unless, as we talked before, that unless the organizations or entities are prepared to deconstruct their old school methodologies, they are willing to give up the way they were doing the business, you know, or the way they were doing any process or they, the way they were uh, building something or the way they were, you know, understanding something, all that 
that was so far the way they were doing their business in short if they are not willing to change and if they are not willing to come up with the new processes new way of doing things then no matter what kind of big data they get that is not going to help them and that is not going to take them to the effective data transformation that is necessary to fit in a digital global age so from your understanding, how many organizations are across industries or nations are comfortable to give up their old way of doing things? I think it's not not not, not a matter of, of if you are comfortable with giving up your old way. I think you have to. If you don't do, you're out of business. You know, if you don't become a data-driven business now, you're you're gone in ten years. Uh, that I, I firmly believe that. Um, so it's not it's not a matter of if you want to or not, <laughs> you have to. And if you if you if you st if you stick if you will stick to your own to your old way of doing business, um, you will lose. Period. Um, I don't believe that uh, an organization who refuses to change and to refuses to 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 to, to transform to a digital business can survive in the fast changing world that we live in nowadays. Um, nowadays, every business is a data, a data company. Every business is a software company. Whether you make cars, trains, uh, uh, food products, clothes, uh, or you're a restaurant business, or a retailer, or bank, or whatever, or you, or you, or you everyone is a data is a data business. Everyone is a software business that happens to make cars, that happens to produce clothing, that happens to to serve food, whatever. But you're a data company, and you need to use those insights. And if you don't do that, tough luck. I don't believe you're going to make it. Yes, very true. And the many problems arise because of a mismatch between organizations, the existing culture and capabilities and emerging strategies to exploit data analytics successfully. I mean, we have seen in retail industries that they bring all these, uh, you know, very uh, capable technology executives to transform their uh, business uh, with, uh, to fit the digital global age but somehow they are not able to change the culture so no matter what kind of changes the technology executives have brought they just fall apart and then you know uh, the business is just not able to compete and they business uh, loses significantly we have seen that uh, in a retail sector uh, in United States now um, that these uh, mismatch between you know change wanting to change the culture and to be able to change it effectively so that they can take the advantage of the intelligence that they're getting from the big data and uh, uh, they can use that intelligence to transform but uh, it seems that another problem is at the heart is that all these uh, how the new approach either don't allow aligned with uh, how businesses actually arrive at decisions or they don't provide a clear blueprint to realize their business goals because all the tools that the organizations uh, use or they implement are more designed for the technology experts who can understand the you know how to build the models or what models they have built how to read them but the they the common decision makers who don't have an understanding of the uh, science uh, behind it or math uh, mathematic or statistics behind it and the technology that they're not used to they so they are not used to that interface that is so vital to understand in a easy clear terms how to read that data.
big data and uh, you know analysis analysis that uh, that comes to their uh, uh, screen they just don't know how to read that so a lot of organizations feel that that is a problem do you see that yes and no um yes yeah, if you want to be if you want to uh, be a data driven business you, as i mentioned earlier you, you need to empower your employees with clear insights so if you if you don't do that in an easy easy and understandable manner you're not going to make it so you you need to give the insights in in clear easy to digest chunks of of, of information or or or, or, or graphs or visualizations or whatever you do but it needs to be easy digestible um, if you if you if you don't make it easy for the end end user whomever that is um, to 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 you know uh, uh, understand the data insights it's not going to work yes right. so i think the organization that are are really capable of of of, of creating this data driven business they are the ones who who use the, uh, the the right tools to offer the insights to the to the end user yes and uh, if if you, <clears throat> I don't think there is a, I don't think there's a way not to do that. Um, um, because if you if you if you uh, you can have brilliant models, but if only your data your, your brightest data scientist can can work with it, I don't think it's going to work. Yes. Now data is an asset. We all you know acknowledge that, but it takes a lot of work to extract value or intelligence from the data. And part of the job is creating an digital infrastructure to support a successful data analytics program do you see that entities have effective uh, data analytics uh, program or effective digital data infrastructure of course there are, there are a lot of organizations uh, especially in the fortune 500 um, who have been created brilliant big data strategies um, who really use data from all kinds of sources uh, hundreds of different sources to, to get an insight for, for a customer um, and to be able to deliver the right message at the right moment to the right user with the, with the right product for the right price through the right channel, you know? Um, and that's already happening. And so there are a lot of organizations who are doing very, very well. They've spent hundred million, hundreds of millions or if not billions on it uh, because it's not cheap, uh, but, but it is happening. And then there are organizations around the globe uh, and also nations who are working with big data, who have developed uh, fantastic big data products. Um, there are a lot of examples of these use cases on, on my website, datavlog.com, where you can find them to, to understand what these organizations have done. Um, and that, that's, you know, um, we'll, we'll only see more of that. We'll see more and more organizations also. Uh, it, it started with, of course, with the biggest organizations who had the, the, the means to experiment and then to really pour millions or even billions into it. Um, but now that the technology becomes, uh, becomes better, you get software as a service uh, solutions or big data as a service solutions, uh, becomes cheaper to use big data uh, to get, get insights from, from big data. So also the small organizations can start to use it. So um, the examples are, are numerous um, and they will only get more. Yes, so uh, how many organizations, organizations would you say like let's say out of, uh, if there are, this is just a hypothetical number, if there are 1,000 businesses within any industry, let's say in, in your nation, out of those 1,000, how many do you see that are applying big data to improve and to transform into digital global age? Um, well, I don't, have, I don't have any statistics on, on this, on, on, on the top of my head. So, but, um, so I'm not going to 
make a, a, a gesture, but that, um, of course, the, the amount of organizations that are experimenting with it is only growing. Epic Data has been around for, I think, since 2001, just first mentioned. Um, and um, uh, nowadays, uh, it has become cheaper to use big data, it has become cheaper to store data, to analyze data, to get insights from it. So more and more organizations are going to use it. Um, already, we've seen the biggest organizations doing really cool stuff with big data. Uh, the startups doing really cool stuff with, with big data. And we'll only see that happen more and more. Yes. Yes, very true. Now, one of the main reasons any entity or organization uh, within a, let's even if it's academia or industries or government or NGOs, that they decide to make a change is the end client, the customers. Today's consumers have a very different kind of expectations. They, it's more like an outcome economy. They have entirely, they are knowledgeable, they are informed because of the internet. They know what is going on, even, uh, you know, what is happening in another nation where they, you know, what kind of technology is coming up, what kind of processes, what kind of different uh, expectations. So things are changing so much. So understanding customer is becoming very important. So. Today's customers, because they have these different expectations when it comes to the goods, like any products that, that is out there or any services, even to get the services from the government, now the you know, customers are all starting a debate what kind of services they want, in what form they want the services. So how can this customer expectation be intelligently understood using the big data by, uh, you know, irrespective of industries or government and how this whole customer-centric focus is changing the way businesses or the governments do business. Um, well, as, as I mentioned before, the, the idea is on, on by creating um, um, the so-called customer-centric profile, customer-centric uh, view a three and sixty degrees profile, whatever you want to call it, by but but by yeah, using all a um, 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 vast multitude of different data sources, uh, 10, 20, 50, 100, 200, 500 data sources. Uh, I've seen examples of that. Um, use those all those different data sources to really get to know who your customer is, um, and then you should you should see it as as, as if, like in the past where you had uh, like fifty years ago you had the the local grocery where you would go to or the local uh, uh, bakery where you would go to and that uh, the, the salesman in the bakery knew who you was. Uh, he, he knew your family, he knew your background, he knew what you was doing, he knew how, how your kids were going, um, he knew where you was living. He, he, he or she knew all that just by having a conversation with you because it was a very small community. Um, that same thing is happening now again, but then you have a million, a million customers or 10 million or a billion customers. Uh, by using data insights, you know everything about that person as if you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with that person. Um, so, and that's that's changing. So you need to use all these different data sources to understand who your customer is. And if you have built that system, you can you're able to 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 send the right message to the right channel with the right to the right person for the right price, whatever at the right moment. Um, and and that's where you need to you need to go to. Yes, and I, I believe it changes the whole dynamics of the sales cycle. I think the way yeah. we do sales is also changing uh, you know, fundamentally, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. It's, it's going to change completely because 
Um, if you're if you really know what what on the one hand, if you really know what your your client wants, um, you can anticipate on that. Um, if you don't know what your client wants, or the client comes to you but you don't know your client, um, you can use big data insights. Uh, if you are, uh, for example, a multinational, um, how a similar type of cl a client was was helped in a different country, and you use that information to to offer a solution that, that's really beneficial. Um, um, so you, there are different ways how a sales uh, organization can benefit from big data. Um, and so that's absolutely changing the way you sell or you do, you do business. Yes, very true, very true. And there's a lot of power to the customer now. Uh, now, yeah. oh, yes, it is, it's, it's across nations. The customers, the individuals, the consumers, people have yeah. a lot of power. And uh, that is a whole different uh, way of, uh, doing things that brings a whole different uh, fundamentals which you know these decision makers were just not used to they were making a product based on their ideas product or service based on their ideas and their understanding and then the consumers were just forced to accept that because there was no other alternative now they are trying to come up with products ideas for products tools and technologies and services based on what the customer wants so it's a very different world and uh, it's uh, going to take a lot of effort for organizations to come up with that kind of cultural transformation to keep an eye on what customers want and not what they want to provide so that's a very Absolutely. different thing that's a very different ball game but based on your experience and what you are seeing in your nation what kind of challenges australia faces you know when it comes to big data driven transformation well, I think Australia. Um, I've been living here for for a year now, so I, I'm still still figuring it out because I'm originally from the Netherlands. Um, but um, I think any country, the challenge that any country faces is 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 um, uh, how to move, how to do, to do this, how to make this transformation. It's, it's not an easy transformation. How to prepare your business, um, how to have the right legislation that enables uh, that that. That, that, that enables organization to prosper. Um, uh, how to ensure that the privacy is protected from customers if you have all those, or if you if you collect and store all the data. Um, how to the ethics of it, the security. Sorry, the the security of it. How do you um, uh, how do you uh, have the right legislation for that? So and as organizations need to change, nations need to change as well. And, and typically, nations are slower because they, you know, it takes uh, a new technology appears, organizations start to use it, legislation needs to be made. That takes about uh, five years before legislation is in place. So. Um, the whole process of from a, from a nation's perspective to to either encourage or 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 or, or, or limit or whatever a certain types of use of data analytics um, that whole process of making legislation evaluating legislation that needs to be sped up because it's um, the, the whole everything's changing faster um, and so that goes for Australia it goes for for Europe it goes for the states it goes for forever when nations need to step up their game. Um, and and change as well and change faster because otherwise it it will harm the businesses if the legislation lacks yeah. stays behind. Yes, the advances has to happen in parallel. 
So it's just not that, you know, industries advance and then the governments, you know, are still functioning in uh, 20th century. So the, everything has to advance at the simultaneously. And uh, let's hope that, you know, we see advances across NDIO and that uh, uh, would bring some meaningful transformation that we all are looking forward to, you know, for our entities across, uh, you know, industries, organizations and academia so that, you know, the end users, the customer, consumers, people benefit from that. Now, it seems that you have uh, started an organization called DataFlock. What would you like to share with our global viewers and listeners what your organization DataFlock does? And uh, if you would like to share uh, details about uh, if, you know, if they want to take a look at that, where, what is your website address and where they can go? Sure. Um, so I founded DataFlock a few years ago and um, DataFlock was originally um, started to, to help people understand big data um, so it brings together different stakeholders within the global big data domain. So vendors, uh, recruiter, recruitment, talent, professionals, uh, events, thought leaders, consumers, um, whoever you can think of, really to create this one-stop source for big data. Um, I'm slowly, we are slowly transitioning now to a bit broader scope. So not only big data, but any emerging technology, so blockchain, uh, IoT, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, uh, VR, AR, because these are all changing organizations. Um, these, all these emerging tech are, are really uh, having an Im impact on organizations. And Dataflog, the objective is to, to, um, to, and to, to ha help organizations and consumers understand what these technologies are, how they influence their organization. And it helps organizations to find the right people, to find the right uh, clients, um, and, and, and to bring them together. So that's the whole idea. It's, it's a one-stop source um, uh, around, big around anything data, basically, because all these technologies resolve, revolve around data, um, and um, uh, to help people drive innovation. Yes, that that's a thank you for sharing that, and that is a good initiative uh, to provide that one-stop shop for getting all the information surrounding data, uh, which is uh, at the heart. You know, it's a very valuable asset for a digital global age. So I, I, uh, it's going to be very useful for anyone you know who is interested in gathering more information, understanding, or getting education. Uh, that would be a place to go. So uh, thank you, Mark, for participating in this roundup today. We appreciate your your thoughtful insight on big data driven transformation and our global viewers and listeners I'm sure would benefit tremendously from the information you provided on big data analytics and its transformative potential so even if a single individual or entity can come up with an idea to transform their organization based on the big data potential and make their organization more efficient more effective based on the discussion we had today this risk roundup dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that I thank you for, uh, for having me. It was a pleasure. Wonderful, Mark. So getting intelligence from big data that has a potential for transformation is a very daunting undertake, undertaking irrespective of uh, uh, which nation or government or industry or organization. They must be able to reshape raw data into meaningful information and then convert those insights into actionable initiatives. These involves choosing not only the right tools developing new metrics or defining achievable objectives, but also understanding risk and much more. Risk Group Cybersecurity Risk Research Center and Strategic Security Risk Research Center are created for this very reason to identify, evaluate, and manage 
The risk facing NGIOA in CGS, that means nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia in cyberspace, geospace, and space, and discuss, debate, and define necessary framework, structure, processes, tools, and technologies to manage the security risk of not only the digital global age, but also of the coming technological superconvergence. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace, they all walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict and it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security, so if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree Pandya, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.